Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to the Craig Borden segment of this week's split episode of Jaybird Watching. I am Craig Borden, my co-host not with me today. Brendan Panikar did a great episode that I see plenty of you happen to listen to this past uh, Monday, Tuesday, I can't remember which, but either way, I think it was Tuesday night. There's a lot that is happening since Tuesday. The now reigning NBA champions, Toronto Raptors, are taking the town by storm and all great fashion. It was a wonderful series and what a fitting battle to put them out on top. Watching last night's game, I could not believe the fact that it was going back and forth and back and forth. And the fact that I was actually watching a basketball game. That's how much I was excited. Um, Not the biggest basketball fan. Football, baseball, and hockey are always on top for me. And yeah. It's just how it is, but in all reality, I could not help but be drawn into everything with how watching all my friends in Toronto and everything just dive on top of this team and love every minute of it. It, it, it was infected me. I got bitten by the playoff bug, and I was very, very happy to see the town, the city of Toronto erupt in the nation of Canada just latch onto this team and love every minute of it. A bunch of great guys on this club and had a perfect reward for all the hard work that the Toronto Raptors have put in over the last 26 years, folks. Now, one of the best tidbits I've gotten out of everything so far for anything out of the whole NBA Finals is the fact that it took 26 years for the Maple Leafs to win their first Stanley Cup. It took 26 years for the Toronto Blue Jays to win their first World Series. And now 26 years for the Toronto Raptors, we actually have another championship in Toronto. So here's hoping that the way the Blue Jays roster is shaping up, that we don't have to wait another 26 years for a World Series appearance. Although, in all technicality, if we were following that math one, that means something would have happened to happen this year. I don't know. But anyway, Blue Jays fans, we're going to talk 
what has happened since Brendan was on the air with you guys the other day. The Baltimore Orioles have been beaten in the series with the Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays completely running away with the last game in the series, but we'll get away, get right to that in a moment. I want to touch on minor league baseball, folks, before we start talking the what has been an abysmal season so far for the Toronto Blue Jays. And for the minor league system, especially in Buffalo, it has not been anything to write home about, but there are plenty of good stories and plenty of those are starting to show at the major league level. But I got to talk a little bit because we got Bo Bichette is back in the Buffalo Bisons uniform. And so far it's gotten a hit, a couple of them here and there, including a double in a yesterday's performance. So everything appears to be going back in the right direction for Bo Bichette who, in all reality, probably would be up with his best friends, Kevin Biggio and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at the major league level if it weren't for a certain derailing due to injury. But here he is. He's getting back in the swing of things, and we already know he's going to play stellar defense at short in Buffalo. So once that bat heats up, we'll be hopefully seeing him press the hands of the Toronto Blue Jays management, especially as they get to the point where they got to start moving some of these assets of the Justin Smoke, Freddie Galvis, Marcus Stroman variety at the major league level. It's going to create an opening, and one would think if someone's opened up the middle infield, that that would be Boba Shett's spot to then stake claim to. But also going along very swimmingly in the uh, you know minor leagues, Anthony Alford, everybody, has found his lumber and has been doing a very, very good job of late, making sure that he can just get hits after hits after hits and has been looking very impressive. Not only is he leading the team in stolen bases with 13, but he is starting to show what we were seeing earlier in spring training when everybody was thinking, you know what, he's got to have a shot in our major league outfield. Over his last 10 games, he's batting a stellar 389. That is including six RBIs, one home run, seven walks, which was what I thought was one of the more impressive numbers because that was what he was not doing properly, seeing good pitches earlier in the parts of the season. It is still a little lopsided with 11 strikeouts and those same 36 at-bats, but the fact that he's scoring runs, driving in runs, gets 14 hits out of those 36 at-bats. Things are starting to move in the right direction for Anthony Alford as his minor league line for the season is now way above the Mendoza line at 248. That just shows how impressive that he was because I believe a couple weeks ago when Brendan Panikar and myself were on this show doing our normal thing, Anthony Alford was still batting barely 200 and it might have even been below that. So 12 doubles for him on the season, two triples, five home runs. 29 RBIs and 28 runs scored. This is starting to look like he's ready to start maybe getting that possible outfield promotion and let him get into the what has been a carousel of outfielders at the major league level. I don't want to talk about the next person, but I don't know how I don't because over the last few weeks, Socrates Brito, folks, has found a way to once again force himself into this conversation that is the Toronto Blue Jays outfield. Bang 341 over the last 10 games, has a 320 batting average over the 25 game span that he has been with the Buffalo Bisons, which includes six doubles, two triples, four home runs, and a very impressive 22 RBIs, folks. I don't want to admit it, but this is the quadruple A level player that we've been talking about with Socrates Brito. 
needing to do something to impress the Blue Jays brass after slipping through waivers. And it looks like he's starting to do that. The one thing he is still doing, striking out at an enormous clip. 23 strikeouts in 25 games, just four walks. So once he gets back up to the major league level, I assume those numbers are only going to get more inflated and we'll see similar performance from Sakari's Brito that we had been seeing. As far as other performances go, the Blue Jays got the benefit of seeing Jordan Romano promoted, the Canadian native, being part of the major league scene after doing pretty admirably at the minor league level, enough to at least find himself into the Toronto Blue Jays bullpen with Ken Giles going it down to, to injury. And honestly, I think this is a great move for having uh, Jordan Romano. His stuff will play very, very well in the Blue Jay bullpen for however long that occurs. And it's going to look very good for the time being. Not maybe as good as obviously having Ken Giles sitting at the back of our bullpen, but he has some very intriguing pitches that will play very, very well throughout an inning. And he has stretched out. So if he ends up having to pitch more, it is what it is. Um, one thing that has happened in the minor leagues, though, the Blue Jays, both our minor league arms at the triple A level are still suffering. There is nobody below a yep, five ERA at the moment. And, and that's in the starting rotation. It's very, very hard to see any of these triple A arms making their way up to the major league level at this point. Sean Reed Foley has been having some ups and downs and has been better of late, but unfortunately in his last outing took yet another setback in a rough outing. And it's still looking like he still is best suited for staying in AAA and continuing to refine his craft. He's going to have a great major league career, I think, in the very near future. I think he just needs the refinery of being at that level for the time being. So, what else has been going on, folks, in the minor league level? Well, guess what? The New Hampshire Fisher Cats have been playing pretty well of late and have had some really good performances. Mostly, the one you're going to hear about, Nate Pearson, folks, Patrick Murphy, and Kevin Smith has been very well. The biggest performance, and I think the best thing that's happened so far in Blue Jays system organization fun so far this season Santiago Espinal has a walk-off game-stealing of home. <laughs> I, I can't even think of the first no, anybody even doing that in my recent, you know, anytime in baseball. Steal home to win a ball game, and it was one of those things of pure beauty. It is on our Twitter account at BirdwatchingGC. Make sure you take a peek at this because it is just stuff of like pure fiction. You won't believe me until you see this as highlight. This completely steals the bag on a left-handed pitcher that completely lost attention to a very speedy runner in Santiago Espinal, who was part of the Steve Pierce trade and has been having a very good season going on in New Hampshire. As far as the rest of the Fisher Cats go, Forrest Wall, I think I need to call out here another trade chip. Currently leading the team as the center fielder with a 288 batting average, 37 runs scored. And also is leading the team in stolen bases. Kind of shocked by that one. But Santiago Espinal, to put a cap or a feather in the cap on that one, is also leading this team in RBIs. Very, very good stuff. And a lot of that has been due to a recent surge. And he's not too far behind Forrest Wall in the batting average category either. 
On the mound, as I mentioned, Patrick Murphy had a little bit of a rocky start in his last outing, but after a slow start to the season, has put up some stellar performances. And over his last, um, yeah, five starts, he's had a mixed batch, but before that, he was on a cruise control, folks. Control suffered a little bit over his last four outings or so, but in the midst of that, he did have a seven-inning performance where he allowed just five hits and one earned run, and that was the story for the previous five starts in his last time. Very good stuff coming from Patrick Murphy, and I got to talk about the main arm in the Toronto Blue Jays organization here, Nate Pearson, folks. If you have not gotten this name, you need to start paying attention to him because he could be up in AAA with the Buffalo Bisons sooner rather than later. He has been completely mowing through Eastern League AA hitters since being called up from Dunedin and to the tune of way too many strikeouts. <laughs> the best way of saying it is he's pitched more, he's, he's pitched less innings than he struck out players. 28 strikeouts and 24 innings. Insane production in his seven starts. 292, a 2.92 ERA is yet to pick up a win, but wow, he is missing bats at a great rate and very, very impressive. My guess is if he's continuing to make Eastern League hitters look this foolish, he's going to be in the Buffalo Bisons rotation before long, mostly just because the record of the Buffalo Bisons is in sore need of pitching arms, and I think they want to know if Nate Pearson is possibly a good key piece to the 2020 rotation. At this moment, I really would be shocked if he doesn't get a very extended look going into spring training next year because the Blue Jays, unless they grab somebody off a free agency or actually one of these trades that has been brewing finally comes to fruition, that is exactly what needs to happen. The Toronto Blue Jays need arms, and they will have to have Nate Pearson with whatever collective are surrounding um, Matt Shoemaker (laughs) next season. I just can't believe that, yes, that is the only person I can guarantee that will be in this rotation outside of Ryan Barucki next season because we know Matt Shoemaker is going to be coming back from his surgery and it was not an arm injury. So he's going to come in and he's going to start blowing batters away like he was at the beginning of the season. So what else has been going on? If you have not heard, the Dunedin Blue Jays are the first half Northern Division champions of the Florida State League. That means they already have cashed a ticket to the Florida State League finals. And it'll be very interesting to see where they go because they have a cool Crazy collective going to the Florida State League All-Star game. And it has been very, very interesting about what's going on with this club. And who has been going on with what? It's been a very, very good team. I emphasize team in that equation very much so. Alejandro Kirk comes up from the minor, even lower in the Myers. That's being promoted from the Lansing Lugnuts. I've had the pleasure of seeing this little you know battery here. Kirky is a force of nature as far as power goes. He has not shown so much in Dunedin so far this season, but he is batting 329, folks, with 11 RBIs and six or 11 doubles and 16 RBIs. The power will translate. It is insane how much power this kid's got in the catching spot, and it's going to happen. Major talk of the town has been him and Cullen Large, everybody leading the team in batting average in many categories on the offensive side of the ball. And right now he's currently leading the team, as I mentioned, in batting average, along with runs scored. And, yep, everything else after that is Ryan Noda has six home runs and the team leading 33 RBIs. 
very cool stuff going on on the offensive side. But there's some different things going on with the bulk, the arms and uh, for the Dunedin Blue Jays as this pitching rotation has been something special to see. Maximo Castillo, Nick Allager, and Turner Hawkins, or Turner Hawkins, I'm sorry, have been incredible out of the starting rotation, complemented by also late additions to the rotation in Joey Murray and Graham Spaker, and have been just a solid one through five. And that was with Nate Pearson even at the beginning of the season, who was having a .86 ERA and just running away with this. So this pitching is carrying that team, but most of those names I just listed off outside of Nate Pearson, you probably have not heard. And that's not a bad thing. It's great that these guys are coming up, and in, in all reality, they're going to be getting joined very soonly by some of the Blue Jays' new recent draft picks, I think, because a couple of them being college arms might skip right into this playoff hunt for the Dunedin Blue Jays. It's going to be very, very interesting to see. Um, but... It's been a great season so far for the Deneen Blue Jays. Cal Stevenson, one of my favorites, has yet to turn it on, but has been coming on of late, and it's been a good deal. So the the Dean Blue Jays, awesome. Lansing Lugnuts have been dancing around the 500 line, doing very well for themselves as well. I have to mention the fact that they have had some insane great pitching out of Josh Winkowski. Very good arm. Our friend Hayden Godfrey was uh, actually writing for the Lansing Lugnuts. I was on the show a few weeks ago. Could not say enough good things about Josh Winkowski and how he's really turned it up a notch this season. 12 starts, has a 2.3 ERA with six wins. And the thing that's mind-boggling, in those 66 innings, he's got 64 strikeouts and just 23 walks. So controls the name of the game. And he's been doing a really, really good job uh, on the mound for the Lansing Lugnuts. On the offensive side of the ball, if I did not talk about Griffin Conine enough in the past couple weeks, I need to keep talking about him, folks, because his bat is smashing. And smashing Griffin Conine has been doing nothing but rake since coming back on the scene after a performance-enhancing drug suspension. He is in, been in 15 games, and yes, I know that's a small sample size, but just listen to this and wrap your minds around this. 15 games, he's got 17 RBIs, six home runs, two triples, and five doubles. Let that sink in for a second. He's got a total of 23 hits in that time frame in 15 games for a 390 ER or 390 batting average, and half of his hits have been extra bases. It's insane what he's doing. Triple slashing his way to a three, 390, 429, 847 um, triple slash line. It's just insane. And he's going to be playing in Dunedin for a very, very talented team and being right in the center of that, I would imagine, very shortly. Uh, but Griffin Conine has done nothing but mash in his tenure as a Blue Jay minor league player in in uh, between Bluefield, Vancouver, and Lansing. And it is not shocking that the power is continued to develop. And so just to put it all in perspective, in 55 games, with the Vancouver Canadians, he had seven home runs in that time frame. He's not even a quarter of the way to that, that, that number of games, and he's in a more difficult league in the Midwest League and has 
almost equaled that number of production in all categories across the board. It's just insane. And a couple of, he's also hit one of the longest home runs, I believe in one of the ballparks. He mashed it over the batter's eye in dead center field in uh, the great lakes ballpark for the great lakes loons, I believe, but either way, very, very impressive stuff. Check out the highlights that we've been posting on at bird watching GC on Twitter and you got to get love on this kid <laughs> because he's going to be something special, I think. Another namesake as the Junior Jays continue to develop. And Griffin Conine jumping in with the what is now the major league level, major league hitter, Kevin Biggio, with two home runs last night. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and company. If this is a very impressive ensemble of juniors. And honestly, <laughs> the only hopes and prayers I can have is that Brayden Holiday will happen to be joining that collective. But we all know at this point he's pretty much 99.9% sure going to be a Penn State pitcher. And all rightfully so. Hope the kid does great. But it would have been fun to see him in with all these other namesakes in Major League Baseball with our Toronto Blue Jays. So with the Raptors being what the Raptors have been and winning the NBA championship, thank God that is going on in town for the Toronto Blue Jays to keep them out of the headlines, folks. We're at a 23-43 and 43 record. Oh, sorry, I'm a couple days behind in box scores. We're at 25-43 and 43 record, and it has only seen dashes of brilliance along with a lot of abysmal performances. First one to start this series off wasn't too bad with a 2-4 to four loss to the Baltimore Orioles on Tuesday evening. A decent showing from Trent Thornton. I'm going to say it's one of his typical ups and downs performances as he struggled with some of his control with three walks. But gives up seven hits, and in all reality, this start could have been a lot worse than the three earned runs that he was charged. And this is a continuing thing. As Trent Thornton has shown that he is going to be in this rotation, and he definitely deserves a chance to be in this rotation for the remainder of the season as he racks up some innings. He's slotting in to be a great arm at the back of the rotation for the Toronto Blue Jays for years to come. Tim Meza, Daniel Hudson, and Sam Gavilio getting in on the action on Tuesday evening as well. Holding the Baltimore Orioles in check, but unfortunately not enough offense to come back from that 4-2 to uh, deficit. Team igniter Eric Sogard comes up with his sixth home run, people. Sixth. Yes, you heard that correct. I would have never imagined years anywhere, anybody ever going, hey, you know what? I think Eric Sogar is going to hit 10 home runs this year. It's looking like that might actually be a reality. And the way he's gotten the pop and what he's seeing out of the leadoff spot for the Toronto Blue Jays has been stuff of dreams. And I can only hope the best for him as far as the nerd power goes. Vladdy Jr. has been slotting in very nicely to the number two spot. He has been batting 300 basically over the last month and looking incredible. And unfortunately didn't get the series for the uh, the Blue Jays here kicked off too well, but none of the bats really did. Five hits just in the uh, first game of the series. I am really kind of enjoying the tandem of seeing Guerrero Jr. and um, Loris Gurriel Jr. in the 2-3 spot protected by Smokey and Kritschek. I like the move. It makes our lineup a little bit longer. And having Guriel Jr. slotted in between Smokey and Vlad has looked good. I really think that that gives them the best opportunity right now to win and what it would create as far as offense. Because we've already seen if Guriel Jr. can get a ball down the plate, he's going to mash it. And did that again last night. But we'll be there in just a moment. 
in game two, that tandem worked out perfectly. Segway. <laughs> Guerrero Jr. going three for five with two runs scored in an RBI. This included his seventh double. And then in the three spot, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. batting two for four. Very similar line, just two RBIs instead of one, and he gets the run scored as well. Incredible stuff. And this is also with Rowdy Telez just getting crazy ape shit in home runs and grand salamis. <laughs> <laughs> no other way to say it. two for five performance as we get rowdy and it was an epic blast that really put the icing on the cake in a fifth inning blast of the Baltimore Orioles Blue Jays would tag on two more in the sixth but of course in typical Blue Jay bullpen fashion we couldn't just run away with an eight to two lead the bullpen implodes after Jordan Romano makes his major league debut and gets two strikeouts after Edwin Jackson actually was not too bad, folks. It wasn't starting the game, but with the opener, Derek Law, very good stuff. And yeah, everybody, it was looking good for a while there. Blue Jays were on cruise control, and then the hamster completely fell off the wheel as Elvis Luciano gives up a pair, and then Joe Biagini, surprisingly, gives up two home or uh, two runs and two walks. Finally, would be calmed down by Tim Meza and Daniel Hudson. But I was shocked at the fact that Joe Biagini ended up having such an issue with what's going on here. And it was what it was. But I was literally getting ready to just start chewing on the brim of my hat watching this game the other night. Because, of course, there was no Raptors basketball on Wednesday evening (laughs) to make me overlook this whole thing. But... I just I couldn't believe that they came back and the Baltimore Orioles of all teams they're just as bad as us they're 21 and 46 how are they coming back against our one of our better arms in our bullpen and Joe Biagini and this those two runs watch us ERA skyrocket to 3.72 from a nice lower threes is what it is so at least the Blue Jays made me feel a million times better yesterday during the Raptors game as I was watching on my little laptop the Blue Jays completely ran away with this game against the Baltimore Orioles and got Marcus Stroman a win. A seven-run sixth inning just completely opens up the floodgates, and this included a two-run home run from, sorry, home runs from everybody, basically, and including two from Kevin Biggio. And those two home runs were exactly what, he had been doing right in the minor leagues, and it's starting to translate, folks. He is going to start looking more and more like a major league hitter, and this is exactly the kind of stuff we should be seeing from him. He's got a beautiful stroke to right field and just match these over the wall in Camden Yards. It was very, very intriguing to see. Loris Gurriel Jr. getting in the action in the sixth inning as well, kicking it all off, and then it just kept going, going, and going, and going as the Blue Jays batted through the lineup and scored seven runs. They were able to run away and cap this one off with 17 hits, 12 runs, folks, off of, you know, the typicals from the Baltimore Orioles pitching staff. But they really got into their bullpen. Um, All but three runs being scored on the Baltimore Orioles bullpen. Marcus Stroman looking good back after a rocky start in his previous outing. Six innings of work from him, gathering seven hits, two runs allowed, one of those only being heard while striking out five with no walks. So Marcus Stroman, looking like he's back on point. He's going to be, you know, a couple of days for him to get his next start. But everything is looking up, at least at the moment, for the Toronto Blue Jays until we start talking about where they go next. The Blue Jays will be continuing their road trip and heading off to Houston. 
the Houston Astros sit currently with a 46 and 23 record to the Blue Jays 25 and 43. So it's going to look a little bit rough as they take on the first place Houston Astros, who are currently nine and a half games ahead of the second place. Texas Rangers, who are surprisingly above the 500 mark. And uh, one of the things I was definitely not expecting from the baseball predictions and gods before the season started. Aaron Sanchez is going to get the ball this evening at 8 o'clock as he takes on Garrett Cole. And this was a matchup two years ago I would have been dying to watch. Right now, Garrett Cole, very good. Aaron Sanchez, roll the dice. I have no idea what we're going to get tonight out of Aaron Sanchez. If there's going to be blister issues, we're going to see him be pitching like a god, or if we're going to see him just give up a home run after home run. So here's hoping that we find a nice medium in the middle of that as Sanchez kicks off this series against the Houston Astros. Hopefully the Blue Jays' bats will stay awake, who have been looking nothing but solid the last few games. As I mentioned, I really like that tandem of Gurriel Jr. and Guerrero Jr. in the middle of the top of that lineup. And watching them solidify around the good hitters in this lineup of Justin Smoke and Justin Smoke. <laughs> so um, game two on Saturday is going to be an afternoon affair, and we're going to see Clayton Richard take on um, Valdez of the uh, – Framber Valdez. Sorry, I forgot the first name of the Houston Astros. And uh, this one, honestly, is I think going to be in the Blue Jays' favor. Valdez has been uh, – Good, but I just have a strange feeling that he's going to have a rough time against all these young pitchers, our young hitters in the Blue Jays lineup, and hopefully we'll be able to squeak out a win. Trent Thornton will be pitching on Sunday, but nobody has been announced yet for the Houston Astros. But we'll see what happens and go from there. Other than that, Blue Jays fans, we've had a few little lingering things going on with the Blue Jays lineup. As I mentioned earlier, the Ken Giles getting to the injured list and so on and so forth. The Blue Jays were able to make a trade recently, though. In surprising fashion, the Blue Jays pick up, um, oh, what is his name? Nick, oh, Nick Kingman uh, of the Pittsburgh Pirates was able to bring him in. They uh, move Brian Tapera to the 60-day injured list to be able to make room for him. But an uh, excellent signing. I think it's going to be a good deal uh, Kingman has had some success in the Pirates uniform, and we'll just see what he can do. Worst case scenario, we needed an arm, and we got one. So this is infinitely better than trying to see what happens with the ever-changing Sean Reed Foley experiment. And it's a lot better than watching Trent Thornton play uh, catcher in the dugout trying to protect his pitchers. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen that one yet, folks, you have to check it out because it's very amusing. Trent Thornton is apparently a team comedian. So good stuff for the Blue Jays. And the future is only looking brighter, folks, as the Blue Jays are signing, appear to be signing all 10 of their first picks um, in the draft from this past season, including Alec Manoa who is the first pick, is officially a Toronto Blue Jay. They have not yet said where he is going to be assigned, but Alec Manoa, first overall, our first round, 11th overall out of West Virginia, is a Toronto Blue Jay and will be joining the Blue Jays family. Excited for all this good stuff. And according to his Twitter account, he's got a picture with him, and it looks like his girl, pen to paper, let's go Toronto. And I couldn't wait to see him. It's going to be a good time to see the six foot six, two sixty right-handed pitcher in a blue Jay uniform, probably sooner than later, especially with how a good arm will definitely fly through this blue Jays minor league system. As we've been perfectly witnessed to with uh, Nate Pearson. 
It's very, very good stuff. Blue Jays have also brought up Nick or uh, Justin Schaefer in to make room because Elvis Luciano was uh, the counter move there. Um, this whole minor league system is going to burst at some point, and it's going to be bursting all over the Major League Baseball with the Toronto Blue Jays organization. We're all seeing it. It's coming shortly. We've been seeing these wonderful glimpses with things like the Kevin Vigio 2 home run game yesterday and Flatty, Flatty, and Flatty. This is we're having this conversation where we're at a low end of the minor leagues or low end of the major league standings at the moment. But folks, this is going to burst in a good way for the Toronto Blue Jays in a similar fashion, I would think, to what the Toronto Raptors have done over the past few years, where they've been perennial playoff contenders and only things standing in their way. LeBron James's and Steve Curry's of the world. So that has been laid to rest, as to speak, as the uh, Larry Owen trophy goes north of the border punches his passport and enjoys its new residency at the Scotiabank arena. So Toronto Blue Jays fans, we can only hope that the process is can continue as we sign all these young rookies and everything. And we can have our own newspaper article that, you know, cover that says we the champs as soon as possible for the Toronto Blue Jays. So what else is going on? The only thing I can say is you got to keep watching folks. This team is going to be good and watching the likes of Kevin Biggio and Vladdy and eventually Boba Shett and company are going to keep this team very interesting for the rest of the season. Probably not that great, but you never know. And one way or the other, it would be nice to see the Blue Jays head out of the All-Star break with some new trades and finish strong. And hopefully it just finds a way to keep things going and interesting. And it won't be... Flatty getting stuck in nets, flying into the. They're trying to fly into the stands to catch a fly ball like last night. It won't be <laughs> any of the other weird stuff that's been going on. Trent Thornton wearing catching gear in the you know dugout, all that kind of weird shenanigans stuff. But until then, we are here for you all. The here on Jaybird watching. If you need to vent, come on and join us on a voice channel, you know, voice message and whatnot, and we'll have you on the show. We'll talk. We'll, grieve we'll celebrate we'll do whatever it is and it's gonna be fun like i said we'll find something and the toronto blue jays are gonna luckily reaping the benefits of having another team like the toronto raptors to steal the spotlight completely away from them as they over here retool quietly to the point of even where they finally quietly signed ross atkins back as the general manager that nobody seemed to be paying attention it was like kind of like over here shiny thing and they did that over here the sleight of hand sliding him back in. I think this represents a very valid point to what we've been preaching here, that this system is coming. It is once again ranked one of the highest in, of talented systems in minor league baseball. And that is completely a credit of to the current Blue Jays brass drafting well. And they've done that once again, it looks like. And we'll be, you know, we're going to get the rewards. They're coming. And it might be sooner rather than later with some of these players. And hopefully in the midst of this that we can see some good free agents hopefully sign in our outfield where all the depth problems are right now. But you never know, folks. You never know. Until we figure that out, Brendan Panikar and myself, Craig Borden, will be here with you on Jaybird Watching. Do not forget to hit those subscribe buttons here, there, everywhere, all over the you know webverse of what is the podcasting places and universe. Um 
wherever you get those pleasures from Spotify, iTunes, Google play, this, that, whatever we are there for you. Just type in Jaybird watching and hit those subscribe buttons. Listen to all the latest, join in the conversation, talk to us on Twitter, send us voice messages on anchor.fm. It will be a good place for you to vent. We are here to be your couch for your uh, psychotherapy for getting through this rebuild for the Toronto Blue Jays. Until then, folks, let's go Blue Jays and go Raptors and congratulations, City of Toronto. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.